0: I like the way the the, the amplified version puts it. The amplified version says that go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. In other words, means that help about me, believe in me, and obey my words. Okay, so that's that's our focal scripture. And when we were speaking two weeks ago, there are four areas that I covered. Which I'm going to run through quickly. We spoke about the power of the commission. That the great commission. There is a power. That goes with it. Act one eight. Pastor Ferdinand was speaking to us last week Sunday. And he said go. But before you go wait. Act one eight says. You will receive power. After the power. Then you can go. Properly. You can go and do exploits. Okay, so the, the Great Commission has power. The Great Commission carries power. And then we we spoke about also the this the we spoke about the, the plan of the commission. God wants us to go to go the Greek word that translates go translate as you go. So God is not saying go in hoping that we will go. He's saying go because he's assuming that he is expecting us to go. He didn't say go, Pastor Labi. He didn't say go, pastors. He said go. He didn't he didn't put who to go and who not to go. Okay. And then the third, we thought we looked about the scope of the commission. He said, Jesus said in Acts 1.8, You shall become witness first in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the world at large. Okay, so it is important that, ladies and gentlemen, for us to go, we have to start for our, our, our city, our people, our family, our home. And then we go to Judea. Judea is not in Jerusalem. Judea is a another city. So we are to go to other cities. We are to go. We are to leave our own area and go out there. But start first from your own place. And so that's very important. And also the person. We spoke about the person of the commission. Jesus said, "Go." I didn't ask ask myself to go. Jesus is asking us to go. Scripture says go. So it is important for us to understand that there is a power, there is a plan, there is a scope, and there is a person. If my daddy says go, I'm going in the authority of my daddy. I'm going on his behalf. And it is important. Because if we don't understand that, we will not be. We will not be passionate about going. Many people are going, but they don't know why they are going. They are being forced to go. But it is important we understand why we are doing what we are doing. And I pray God we're apostle in the name of Jesus. So today I'm going to just carry on today and continue. Okay, the fifth. The fifth commission is the authority of the commission, the authority. The authority. Ladies and gentlemen, when you see a policeman wearing uniform and a badge, some, some police officer in, the, in my country of birth, they don't have badge in their uniform. They are fake. Just because you wear uniform does not make me respect you because you can be wearing school uniform. <laughs> but when you carry a badge, you know, you know, American police, those detectives detect don't even wear uniform. They just, just wear their badge on their neck or put it here. And they will say, they will bring up their badge and that's it. Okay, so what gives, what we are obeying when a policeman stops you and I is not the person, but is the authority that the badge carries. So when you go, the authority of the commission is, is, will, will, will back you up. You see, as Christians, Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, very quickly. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. He says, and then he told them, Go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Go into the world. Who is asking us to go? The person that is asking us to go, we spoke about him last week. The person of the commission, it is God, it is Jesus, it is the Holy Spirit. So, when you are going in the name of Jesus, you carry the authority of Jesus. You are not going by yourself, you are not going alone, you are going with his authority. Okay, as Christians, we have an authority for our witnessing. Okay, Like I told us, a policeman who wants to carry out his duty, they need a badge. Jesus is saying that we have to do the same. We have to go because I say so. Because I carry an authority and that authority has been transferred to us. The same way when a policeman goes through their training or or army officer or an author, people of authority, and they are done, and they carry their badge. You know, what makes you a student of your university is not because you say you are a student. Do you know that? It is your ID card. If you want to go to a library, no ID card, no entry. No ID card, no entry. So when you say, I'm a student, this person will say, show me your ID card. When you show it, that is, that is what they obey, not you. Many people will come to uni and say, I'm a student of this university. <laughs> I was going to speak in every language, but I will reserve it. Okay, so your ID card, the authority of your ID card is what the security man will obey and let you into the library. Not because you say I'm a student. So the, 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 Because the, the, the uni has given authority to anyone that carries the ID identification card. Does that make sense? So, ladies and gentlemen, there is authority in the commission. Number six, the responsibility of the commission. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a responsibility. Okay? We have a responsibility. We read in that Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. Okay? He said, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Okay? Okay? You see, the word yea in scripture, you know what it means? It means everyone. In other words, no one is exempted, no matter your condition. Have you heard about people on their sick bed? They are about to die. They are still preaching to the person treating them. Do you believe in Jesus? They are preaching. Some people, they have been declared, they have 10 days to live. They are preaching in their word to people that are sick. Their condition is not a requirement for them to stop. Who is responsible to preach the gospel? Okay, all Christians. Yay. All of us. Everyone. No exemption. You don't have to be ordained. No. You don't have to be a pastor. No. You don't have to be a bishop. No. You don't have to be an elder. No. You can go as you are. You know, you don't need an identity. To get a pay-as-you-go SIM card. Do you? Maybe in Nigeria now, you have to have NIN. But in UK, I can walk up to any store and get pay-as-you-go SIM card. But if I want to get a contract phone, it's a different board game. So this is pay-as-you-go. Just go. You and I. it is our responsibility. Because I told us two weeks ago, the people in your circle, the only person that can reach them is you. The people in my circle, the only person that can reach them is me. The members of your families who are not born again, you are responsible to preach the gospel to them, not me. Because I don't know them. I may never come near them. But you are with them every now and then. So it is your responsibility to preach the gospel to them. Ladies and gentlemen, can I give you a good news this morning? Look at the screen. There is no qualification to fulfill the Great Commission as long as you are born again. You don't need a qualification. I don't need a PhD to preach to you, Ma, because you carry PhD. I don't need. I don't need a degree to preach to you, Dr. Fadeke, because you you are a qualified accountant. So I must be a chartered accountant to preach the gospel to you. It's a lie. It's a lie. You see, next week, we're going to be speaking on how to preach the gospel. There are three effective ways to, to evangelize. We're going to go through it next week. People say, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say. We're going to look at three effective ways to preach the gospel. While I was coming to church this morning, Holy Spirit gave me that word and I got excited. In fact, I quickly moved from the fast lane to the slow lane and I quickly knocked it down. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all responsible to go to all nations, to all people. To all nations and to all people. You cannot separate people, you cannot segregate people. Number seven, ladies and gentlemen, the privilege of the commission. Ladies and gentlemen, to preach the gospel is a privilege. Can I tell you to win souls for the kingdom it's a privilege. There is a great opportunity for you and I to be witness of Jesus. Isn't, isn't, isn't that awesome? The God is God owns everything. You can imagine if I am an ambassador of Bill Gates or even if I am an ambassador of Dangote, do you know that I will be making mountains? Everywhere I go I will carry, um, if I send email to you I will write at the bottom of the way ambassador to the to, to the richest black man. And I put the name Dangote. Group of companies. I'm telling you. Because in fact, if you see my email. lobby at Dangote.com You will, you quickly you will respond. You see my email. And I carry the same, e- the, same, the same email suffix as Bill Gates. You will respond. Because you know I'm an ambassador to him. So little and again, it is a privilege the privilege of the community, it is a privilege. It is a privilege to grow. It is a privilege for all to be strengthened. There is no greater joy that one can experience than leading someone else to Christ. What There is no greater joy that, than leading a soul to Christ. Than bringing people to the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, can I tell you the interesting thing? When I was writing this message, when I got here, I got excited. You see, if I give you a gift, you are privileged to receive a gift from me. Okay, it's a privilege. Okay? Now, once I give you that gift, it is no more in my hand. Hear me? It is now in your possession. So, I cannot take it back. If I, so I've given it to you, but the good news about the scripture is when you share the good news, you still have it. And they also have it also. Yes. You don't understand. If I buy you a gift or I say, wow, well, I want to buy so, so, and so a gift and I give them a gift. If the gift has left my hand and it has gone to their hand. But when we when we give when we preach the gospel, the gift of the when we give out the gift of the gospel we still have it. Faith can be shared but not given away. When you share the scriptures when you share faith you are sharing your faith you you are not because you still have it. So the, it's, it's like it's like giving somebody a lift in your car. The car is still yours but they are privileged to be in your car because you're driving a Bentley. You see, the, and the more we share the word of God, the more we receive. You see, the more I keep giving gift to people, the less I'll be having. Even if Dan Gote decides or begins to be giving 1, 1, 1, one million. It may not really affect him, but his, his finances are going down. But when I share the good news, I receive more. That's the beauty of the, that is why it is a privilege that cannot be taken away from us. You see, we go to the lost and we say that we understand where they are. You know, we have once been there before, under the bondage of sin. And then they are able to accept it. So you go to somebody else because you still have it. You see, every time we share our faith, we gain more faith and strength. Isn't that interesting? We said earlier in Sunday school, the more you evangelize, the stronger you become. The more you evangelize, the better you become. You increase in faith. Your faith increases. Your strength increases. And we are able to face up to Satan's attack on our faith. We are able to face the enemy. We are able to face the devil. As we round up this morning, this is probably the, the top, the, the, the icing on the cake. And in fact, because I, you know, I did a, a, a lot of research, and I realized that, wow, they're actually the promise of the commission. This commission has a promise for you and I. And oftentimes, people don't talk a lot about the promises, but in Matthew chapter 28, from verse 20, look at what verse 20 said. He says, and the disciples went everywhere and preached, and the Lord walked through them, confirming what they have said by many miraculous signs. The promise of the commission. You know, can I have the scripture in, in the King James Version? Matthew 28 and verse 20. I was reading, I was, I, while I was doing a study, there was one word that was used there. He said, "Teach this." Yes, King James, please, King James, King James. <laughs> he said, "Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you." And lo, that word "lo" there—the Greek word that translates is that word means. Wait, wait a minute. That word means attention, please. So, Jesus Christ said all that he's saying. I said, wait a minute. I am with you always. Even to the end of the world. So, you can imagine everywhere you go, the promise of Jesus being with you is there. So, when you go out evangelism, you don't need to ask him because he's with you. He's with you. How blessed are you? He is with you. So, and Jesus will never break his integrity. He will never break his integrity. He will never break his promise. He is with us when we go witnessing. It's not that he says, I will be with you. No. He says, I am with you. Wait a minute. Attention, please. Hold on, guys. I am with you. So, it, it, that word low in, in, the, in, in the Greek translation you know, means that, attention, hold on guys, hear me, hear me, hear me, I am with you as you go. Isn't that great that you are going to evangelize and you know Jesus is with you? You see, Jesus said he is, that is what gives us assurance and courage to witness. You don't have to ask him because he is with you. You don't have to worry about whether or not he is with you. You see, God has entrusted you and I with a great asset. God has entrusted you and I with an important asset, the gospel. The gospel, Jesus Christ came to die for the gospel. Does that make sense? He came to die for the gospel. He died for our salvation and has given us the privilege and responsibility to take the gospel to everyone. I want to I, I encourage you this, this, today. As we leave this space, as we leave this place, are we going into the world to preach the gospel? Start from where you are. People are lost in sin. Oftentimes, you and I, we walk around minding our own business, and you see things, you just wonder, wow, this world. We have a response because we have young young ones who are growing up. You wonder how this world will be in 20, 30 years' time. Because the things we are seeing now, our forefathers did not even see it. They They couldn't predict it. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth is, you and I, hear me, you and I we have the answer to people's bondage. We are the light that this dark world needs. Scripture says, Matthew 5, very quickly, Matthew chapter 5, verse 15 to verse, verse 16. Matthew chapter 5, verse 15 to verse He It says, nobody puts on a light and put it under a basket. No, nobody does that. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I, we are the answer they are looking for whether they accept it or not whether they are adm- we are so we have a resp- it says no one lights a lamp and put it under a basket instead a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house verse 16 in the same way after explaining what light is what light does because you know back back in Nigeria whenever there is no light okay we, you know, we put on maybe a candle light. We put it in a strategic place in the living room where it will service everybody. Even if you have a torchlight, you put it in a place where everybody can manage it. It will work for everyone. So after that explanation, he now said in the same way. In other words, after this understanding, okay, let your good deeds shine. Out for all to see. So that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Let your good deeds. Let what you do. Let your light so shine. In the book in the King Jesus. Let your light so shine. That people will see your good works and glorify God. Let your light so shine. Ladies and gentlemen. You and I will carry the promise of the commission. There is a light in us. There is a light in you. There is a light in me. Like we told us, we don't have to be a bishop or an evangelist or a pastor. No. Just as you are. Just as you are. Let us rise up on our feet. Let's I want us to pray. I want you to pray and say, God, let, let grace, pour grace upon me, oh Lord God, so that I can, I can really, you see, for the past two Sundays, we have preached from two scriptures. Act 1, 8, and today, Matthew 28, verse 19. And there's a reason for that. I want you to pray and say, God, help me to really, to really imbibe the culture of, of the Great Commission. Help me, O oh Lord God. You don't need to be an evangelist to evangelize. Does that make sense? You don't need to be an evangelist to evangelize. I want you to pray say, God, help me. Help me to really understand that, the power, the promise, the, 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 the scope, the privilege. Of, of, of the great commission, the responsibility. Because you and I, whether we like it or not, we have a responsibility. Just begin to pray. I say, God, help me. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh Lord. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. Give me understanding. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray. Say, God, give me understanding. In the name of Jesus. King of kings, give me understanding. Oh, Lord God, help me. Help me. Help me, Lord God, to really be, to really fulfill this great commission on a daily basis. In the name of Jesus in Jesus name we have prayed I want you to say God op- opportunities will come my way to pray let me not miss this opportunity you know you and I we may not go about every day saying ringing bell and say God loves you Give your life to Christ. or you, we, may not, we may not do that. But every day, every week, every time, there is an opportunity. I want you to say, God, let me not miss those opportunities. Because that is life. We're talking about life. People, begin to pray and say, God, help me. You can imagine, God forbid. You, the people you didn't preach to, you don't know what happened to them the following day. You just don't know. You just don't know. You'll be thinking they'll be fine. What if they're not? I want you to say, God, don't let me miss this opportunity. I know you will present me with opportunity. Let me me know them and let me maximize them in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we will not miss the opportunity to preach the gospel. Lord, help us, O Lord God, help us to do your will in the name of Jesus. Have mercy on us. Let your grace fall upon us in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Finally, I want us to pray as a, Lord, as a church. Let the Great Commission become, be, become part of our lives. Let it become part of us. Let it become part of us in the name of Jesus. Because the truth is, the Great Commission has become the Great Omission. People have forgotten about the commission. They are focused on other things. But the, the focal point of Christianity is the Great Commission. It's the most important thing we have to do. Preach the gospel. Paul planted Apollo's water. But God made the increase. Don't worry. Your, your witnessing is not to transform life, it's to witness. Pastor Fernando told us last week that when you go to court, you no, know, I think Pastor Muir was preaching last week, Sunday, in Nottingham. He said, when you go to court, and you are witnessing about a case, your witnessing is to help the judge to make a decision. You don't decide for the ju- judge. Just, with, just say what you saw, and that's it. And the judge will decide. I want us to pray. But when a, a witness comes and stands, and what, and what they are saying is crap, the judge will say, What is this person saying? They don't even know what they are saying. The judge will question them, they don't have an answer. But that will not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. I say, God, God, help me. Help me, Lord God, to be an effective witness. Huh? An effective witness. To so be an effective witness. In the, when opportunities will come our way to witness, to talk about you, give me the grace, give me the boldness, give me the courage to do so in the name of Jesus. Huh? Oh, Father, we thank you. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we just don't want to be hearers of your word. Give us the grace to be and to do in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to do your will in the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord God, to fulfill the great commission in the name of Jesus as a church and as your people. Let the great commission become embedded in us, become part and parcel of us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Sir. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can we share the grace together in fellowship? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.